Paul writes in Ephesians 1 verse 12 to 14, So that we who are the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. The last two episodes have covered why we are saved and how we are saved. And in this episode, I want to close our study on this passage with an in-depth look at the assurance of our salvation. Now, assurance is a tough subject for many Christians to grasp. For one, it seems to go against some other passages of Scripture, and it also seems to contradict many people's experience of leaving Christianity. And sometimes we ourselves do not feel assured of our own salvation. So as we explore this passage, my hope is that our fears will be quieted and the difficulties with this subject are unraveled. I'm Daniel Clausen, and this is Exploring Christianity. come to the topic of assurance. Two things can be meant by it. The first is eternal security, that we're saved forever. And the other is that we have proof of our salvation, that we're sure that we're saved. And here in this passage, Paul is speaking about eternal security, not really proof of our salvation. He does mention the proof of our salvation that is found in hearing the word of truth, which is the gospel, and believing in Jesus. It is having hope in Christ. That is our proof of salvation. Eternal security is the fundamental outcome of the gospel. I mean, just look at John 3.16, that those who believe never perish. Assurance is the outcome of the gospel. When we understand the definitions of the gospel words, that Paul has already used in the previous verses, it leads us to this conclusion. And he's used the two words, redemption and atonement. Redemption is simply paying the ransom price. The idea is of someone purchasing a slave for the purpose of that slave's freedom. In the gospel sense, it is to deliver us from the guilt and the power of sin. In atonement, Atonement is part of redemption, and that is the full and necessary payment to God for our sins. It is in Christ, who is our substitute, satisfied God's wrath against sin. Now these both, redemption and atonement, necessarily bring us to eternal security. And we see that in the most basic description of our salvation, we are given rock-solid evidence that we cannot lose our salvation. Paul goes on to say that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now, sealing means confirmation and ownership. And what a seal gave was validity to a charter or a testament or a letter or any possession, and it distinguished it from frauds. We still use seals today. 
And God places his seal on our lives. And that is the Holy Spirit. We are given the Holy Spirit to keep us, to seal us. And he seals us until we acquire the fullness of our inheritance. Now, inheritance is another assurance producing word. Inheritance speaks of us as children of God. And as children of God, heirs of all his promises. That means our assurance rests on God's character, on God's power, and on God's nature, not on any ability or anything within us that keeps ourselves saved. So why is it important to understand eternal security? Why is it important to believe it? Well, the first is to have confidence in God. That is one of the basic things we as Christians must do is we must have confidence in God. I mean, otherwise we cannot be Christians. We cannot believe that Jesus' death actually pays for our sins. We cannot live our lives in confidence that God is caring for us. Eternal security bolsters our confidence in God. But as Paul later points out, assurance is necessary in a very practical sense because it acts as a shield against Satan's arrows. And this is covered in the last chapter, which we will get to somewhere down the road. When Paul speaks of the armor of God, and the shield is faith, it is confidence, it is hope. Satan's arrows are doubt. They attack our assurance. And because since he cannot pluck us from God's hand, he uses every means to make us doubt that we are in God's hand at all. So faith acts as our shield. Faith, which is also assurance that we are saved and that we are saved forever, acts as our shield against Satan's arrows. In the next episode, I want to cover verses 3 to 14. In the original language, it is one sentence, and I think it needs to be read as one sentence. It needs to be seen as one sentence as well. There is a lot there's a lot in that sentence, as we have covered in the last few episodes. But I want to take a step back and observe the entire forest. And I think what we will see as we observe the entire forest is just how great our salvation really is. How far God has gone to save us. And then we will start up again in the new year. So I hope you stick around for that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exploring Christianity. For more great biblical content, visit thechristianexplorer.org.